is with your presence. May our life never be the same. In the name of Jesus. Father be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody celebrate Jesus in the house. Amen. I am trusting God with you because I believe God is about to do something. Your life will never be the same, somebody. This week we are entering into a time of seeking the face of God. And in this solemn moment, in the next few minutes, I just want to tell you the necessity that have necessitated us to come to the place to seek the face of God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Today, God will reward something in our life. I want you to play something for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You must learn, I told you last week, that there is a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. I just want to just draw your mind to the fact that, let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 40. Praise God. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28, the Bible said that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Praise the Lord. In Psalm 40 verse 1 to 8, it said, I waited patiently, David speaking. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry and brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the merry clay. And set my feet upon a rock and establish my going. And he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. Many shall see your work. Many shall see your work. I'll read it again. And he has put a new song in your mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. They shall see what? Oh, come on. Minister Mary was teaching here and she said something that was so powerful. And I said, this one is a revelation. It said, and he has put a, put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. And many shall see it and fear and shall trust in our Lord. You must understand this. Let's take it slowly. Minister Mary in her teaching said that 
whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it for you. I want to touch on that one, then I will come a bit. So it's about prayer. It says, whatsoever you will ask in my name. Okay? There are things in his name. And if you are privileged enough to ask anything in those things which are in his name, he will do it for you. So you have to long and seek, number one, and find out what is in the name. When you find out what is in the name, he said, I will not ask the Father for you. You have to ask yourself. Then when you find it out, you will begin to ask. So I would rather take time to look out. We normally do what you call, what do you call it? Secret Santa. And they have to put names in a the, in the bowl. Write your name on the paper and mix them up. Then they will give it to you. I'm asking you a question. Can you pick any name that is not written in a bowl? No. Whatever you want to pick is going to be from the bowl. And there are things in Jesus that he has already prepared. Before the foundation of the world. Are waiting for you to ask. Then he will do it for you. Praise the Lord. He says that. He said many. And he has put a new song in your mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it. And fear. Number one. And shall trust the reason why people are not trusting in our in our Lord or in our God or in our Lord is because you are not getting new songs. You are not getting songs. And if you are getting the song, you are not singing the song to trust. I'm hearing words again. To change those songs. To be fearful that people will hear and they will be they will be fearing our God. And the reason why people are not trusting in our God, you are not. Hey, you must sing a song that when people hear that song, they will trust in our God. There are things that will happen this month in special in particular. I will be this whole year. I will want to do. Special, anytime you are coming to church and you are sick in any part or you have friends who are sick, bring them. I am trusting God for supernatural healing to manifest. Hallelujah. So God wants us to have a new song. I want you to understand that prayer is very important. I'm not going by what I've written here because I want to talk to somebody here. Prayer is very important. I want to start, in, I want to start with the three-dimensional prayer. The three-dimensional prayer. This prayer and fasting is initiating us into a region, into a climate, into an atmosphere, into a, a particular region where I want you to begin to operate as a spiritual person. It is not fasting and just living it. And, and go on with your life. It is about taking a new identity of being prayerful. The first dimensional prayer Jesus exhibited. I'm not going to talk deep into it, but I'm just telling you. There is what we call the initiation prayer. 
Anything you start, you must initiate it with prayer. The Bible said that Jesus Christ, when he was about to be baptized, when he went to the Jordan, he was baptized, and immediately he was led into the wilderness to pray and fast. That was he initiated himself. In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 1, the Bible talks about all the 120 men gathered together. And the Bible said they went to the upper room. The disciples wanted to initiate themselves into the purpose of God. The Bible said in Acts chapter 2 that while they were there in one accord, the presence of God came down. They initiated themselves. So prayer, initiation prayer is very important. The extent to which you initiate yourself into something, determine whether you come out of it or you will sustain within it. That brings me to the second prayer topic. There is a second prayer you have to do after you have initiated yourself into the things of God, into whatever God has purpose in your life. The second one is what we call sustaining prayer. When you have achieved the job, when you are looking for a job, some of you, you get a job, and after the job, you stop praying and fasting. There is a way you fast and you pray, you seek the face of God, you initiate yourself into it. The Bible said that when Jesus was with the disciples, he separated himself from them and went to a solitary place and he went to pray. The disciples in Acts chapter 3. The Bible said that Peter and John were walking. And the Bible said they were going and they got to the beautiful gate. And they were going to do all. The Bible said during the hour of prayer, they sustained them. They initiated themselves in Acts chapter 2. And the Bible said they, they move on to sustaining in Acts chapter 3. Praise the Lord. So you must sustain yourself. And what we call concluding prayer, when you have come to the place of finishing with what you have started, you want to pray Jesus Christ on the cross, said war. It is war. You have to. That marriage you prayed for that woman to come. There is a dimension of the woman you will never understand. Until you sustain yourself in that same climate you entered into the marriage with. To be able to cope with the conditions that are coming. There are certain places God can guide you into that place. But if you don't sustain yourself, you will be out of there. Because things will be frustrating you. The things that should be conducive around you will become so annoying for you. Why? Because you are not under that climate. So prayer is very, very important. Tell your neighbor, it's time to pray. Hallelujah. Also, it is the believer's way of engaging into divinity and in the affairs of humanity. When I talk about prayer, from the prayer dynamic, we understand that prayer is not just an option. It is a necessity. That have, been in the, that have necessitated the believer to come to the place to understand that everything worked together for my good because I'm under the climate of prayer. It is prayer that can cause you to change your face. It changes your countenance. There is a prayer that changes, that changes your countenance. The Bible said that Jesus walked with the disciples and during the, the transfiguration, the Bible said that when he prayed to understand, the Bible said when he turned and the disciples saw him, they could behold his countenance. They said, well, they couldn't the bow. The Bible said that when Moses went to the mountain and came down, the people could not behold him. Why? Because he carries a present. There is a present you have to carry when you pray. A Christian without prayer will not survive the test of time. You must be prayerful. This year, you must be prayerful. I promise you, the things you are struggling to achieve, prayer will make them easy for you to achieve. You labor so what you must listen, spend more time in prayer and things become easy outside. 
The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers. There are things behind the scene. Praise the Lord. So this week we are praying. It is your weapon. That shaping the mood of your life. Fasting is a willful attaining from abstaining from natural pleasure for a spiritual purpose. And this year, the essence of our rising is predicated on faith. It is predicated on what? On faith. It's the substance of the things hoped for. The evidence not seen. I told you that in the next few weeks, in the next few months, by March, this place will not go here. I am not saying that because I've seen the number, the number line up outside. I have seen it in the spirit. A time will come, you'll be a member of this church. By the time you come, the place is too far. You have to stand or you have to find an alternative. Why? Because we are beholding things in the spirit. It is a spiritual journey. Fasting is a personal commitment to renounce the natural to invoke the spiritual. Renouncing the natural to invoke the world, the spiritual. I never knew that money can talk. Until I became spiritual. I saw a video that made me smile. A lady said, money is comfortable around me. If, if, we are, if money comes anywhere and I'm dead, money wants to talk to me. Huh. When I listened to that woman, I knew that money can talk. A friend of mine was talking and he was spending money and he said, come and see how I spend the money. I told him, I didn't know you can speak money. He said, look at it. This is the last. How many of you speak money here? You speak money? God bless you. He said, look, look, this is money talking. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fasting is a period set aside to devote oneself to spiritual priorities of prayer without food. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. To six, Jesus said, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrite. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corner. And to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. I don't want to go much into it. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, it said, when you fast, do not be like... That is why this fasting and prayer... I don't want you to put it on the social media. It's not for the social media. It is for us. On our platform, anybody who is in this church, you must send that message to you. It is for us. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't put it on your status. For no, 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 no. We are doing, there are things that are done in secret. That has got the propensity to announce you outside. Hmm? The thing that can only be conceived only in the secret and it has got the propensity to announce itself in the public but most of you want to do what is done in the public to produce what is done in the public it sometimes are done in a secret place it's a he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in whom will i trust 
Fasting is one of the ways God has given unto us to humble our soul. One of the things that is causing a lot of problems in the Christendom is pride. Do you know God never said he will humble us? But rather he asks us to humble ourselves after which he will reward us. Because of time, what I'm going to do now, I want you to understand. Humbling oneself is very important for the believer. In James chapter 4 verse 10. He said, humble yourself before the Lord. He said, humble yourself. He's not saying he will humble you. No, he said, you humble yourself before the Lord. And he will lift you all up. Lucifer exalted himself. And he was humble while Jesus humbled himself. And also was exalted. The Bible says he even humbled himself even unto death. You must humble yourself. You don't know it all. Tell your neighbor you don't know it all. Pride is trying to eat you up. Pride is trying to eat you up. You talk to anybody anyhow and everybody anyhow as if you own the whole world. Humble yourself. And this humbling oneself doesn't just happen. There are things you do to humble you and one of them is what? Is fasting. Hallelujah. In Psalm, in Psalm 35 verse 13, it said, But as for me, David talking, when they were sick, my clothes was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned unto my own bosom. Humble yourself. Tell your neighbor, humble yourself. In Psalm 35 verse 13, the New King the NIV, it says what? It says, yet when you were ill, I put on sackcloth, humbled myself with fasting. When my prayer returned to me unanswered. The soul is the egoistic part of, the, of our being. It's made up of three things, your intellect. If you want to be intellectually inclined, you must be able to fast more. When you fast, it affects your intellectual capacity. That is the soul part. The soul I've got three parts. The intellect, the faculty of reasoning and understanding objectively. Especially with regards to abstract matters or a person's mental power. Then the soul deals with the will. I will, I will not rush this. I want to break this down for you to understand it because your intellect, number one, your intellect, say intellect. The, the next one that you, when you humble yourself, it works on, that is a part of your soul, is what we call the wheel. Your choices are controlled by your wheel. Some of you, the things you are willing for, they are not godly. Hmm? It says that will be done on earth. The will of God. You must be able to have the will used to express desire. Your desires are not in the things of God. The choice, the willingness, the consent, or the negative constructions refuse. Or we use what we call, uh, you must, the, the will, the things you will for must be controlled by God. Then the third part is what we call your emotions. Your emotions. When you fast, it controls your emotion. I remember I went to a place I've, I've, I've been, I've just, it's happened a lot, this 
few this year, especially. And I go to a place and I talk to people, and they say, You have this calmness. You have this calmness, this serenity. It, it looked like you are in control. The person, I don't know the person, he said, It looked like you are in control. You talk like you are in control. Yes. When you enter a place, you control the place. And it doesn't just happen, it happens when you fast. When you are even fasting, there are times you are even calm. It calms you down. And this year you want to fast. And we are starting tomorrow. Amen. Don't tell me your work is difficult so you can't fast. You will fast. Praise the Lord. Fasting brings... The soul is the determinant of what you want, what you think, what you feel. Let me just write. Few things to understand about fasting. Fasting changes us, not God. Because it causes our soul, the will, the intellect, the feeling to conform to God. The first one. Number two. Fasting increases our spiritual capacity. Number three. Fasting breaks habit and spiritual bondage. Number four. Fasting quiets the heart to hear God's voice and draw us closer to God. Okay? Now, biblical things you have to understand is that, uh, let me just, in Psalm 109, verse 24 to 25, my knees are weak through fasting, and my, my flesh filled of fatness, and I, and I beca- became more also a reproach unto them. When they look upon me, they shake their head. Look at me. He said, my knee are weak through fasting. You will fast. There is a dimension of God you can't enter until you fast. There is a dimension of God you can't enter until you pray. There are some things, if God doesn't... Another word has come. Uh, some of the words you don't understand it. They are spiritually and that. If God doesn't capacitate you, you'll not be able to see the glory of God. There are some things that attract enemies. There are certain wealth and greatness that attract enemies. And it is your fasting and prayer that creates an atmosphere around you. The Bible said Jesus prayed so much that a man who was filled with a demon spirit saw you coming from afar and he ran towards it. Praise the Lord. Sometimes when you fast and you pray, there are things you question that you don't question because now you don't you are on another level. Praise the Lord. So this week we are going to pray. The Bible said what? In the Old Testament they fasted. In Joel chapter 2 verse 12 to 13. The Bible said, Therefore also now said the Lord, Tell ye even to me with all your heart and with what? Come on, be with me. And with what? In Joel chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Be with me. Let's go with me. He said, and your heart, and render your heart, and not your garment. And turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to hunger, and he's great, and of great kindness and repentance. That's right. Therefore now, said the Lord, turn ye even... To me, with all your word, your heart. And with what? So it is not only your heart God is looking for. He's looking for your ability to fast. 
and with what your weeping and with all your mourning. This week you want to cry to God. Listen, one of the things that changed my life, I'm finishing now, is that if you wait for somebody to be great or somebody to encounter the grace of God, in order for the person to lavish part unto you, you will not enjoy it much. Hmm? You want to be blessed yourself. You want to encounter God yourself. You want to see a turn around yourself in your life. Things are happening. Tell your neighbor things are happening. I want to beg somebody under the sound of my voice. God wants you to fast. In Esther chapter 4 verse 13. Let me have the instrumentalist here. Call Aaron here. He sent back when Esther was before God. The Bible said in Esther chapter 4 verse 13 to 17. He said and he sent back his answer. Do not think that because... You are in the king's house. You alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance is for the Jews. This was talking about when Esther told the, the Jews. He said, I want you to fast. Listen, sometimes when you are about to fast, the, the magnitude of what you are going through tells you it is not possible to break through. But I said this year, I had something that changed my life. This week, I hear things a lot. I hear good things. He says, when you are looking for a house, don't pray for God to give you money to buy the house. He said, what makes you think that God doesn't want to dash you a house? Some of you, you are looking to buy a house. You are praying for money. It's a wrong prayer. Pray for a house. Praise the Lord. This week, you want to fast. Jesus fasted. And this week you fast. I didn't hear amen. The Bible said in Acts chapter 27 verse 9. Much time had been lost. And sailing had already gone dangerous. Because by now it was after the day of atonement. So God, Paul warned them. The, the day of atonement is a, is a time. It's called young Paul. Or there's a word, Greek word for them. It is a time for fasting. Solent moment. Are you ready to fast? I worship you. I worship you. You will fast. There are things that have been tolerated in your life for quite too long. It is time for them to move away. You will see the goodness of God in your life. You will increase on every side. That place is not your place. There is a higher place for you. You are confused. But God will settle you in the name of Jesus. I don't know who you are right now, but I said this week we are going to fast. There are certain grounds that must be broken. There are certain levels you have to move into. God didn't bring us this far to put us to shame. God didn't bring you this place to keep you in the place of stagnation. The Bible said the latter glory shall be greater than the former. He said, though that beginning may be small, yet that latter shall be greater. It is time for us to seek the face of God. The Bible said that when he fasts, something comes upon him. And he gained power over all demonic powers. 
As we are about to enter into a time of prayer and fasting, I want you to stand on your feet right now. You want to pray for strength to fast. You want to pray for strength to pray that by the end of this 14 days, heaven will smile on you. By the end of this 14 days, there is a remnant among us that heaven is about to do something that if you were told, you wouldn't believe it. I want you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, give me strength. I want to fast this week. Lift up your right hand. Say, my God, my father. Change the whole place in five minutes. Say, my father, my father. The lion of the tribe of Judah. The same grace that made you fast 40 days and 40 nights. Release that grace upon me. That I may fast. That I may fast and pray. In the name of Jesus. Come and begin to pray. I said something will happen. Amen. I'm hearing something in my spirit right now. I hear, I hear the Lord saying, I saw a bus that was parked outside. And I saw the people coming in. And when they came in, the bus has not even been emptied. But the whole place was packed. And I asked the Lord, what does it mean? And I hear another voice beside who was guiding the people to come in. He said, they are not ready for the growth. How did they say we should bring the people? I want us to pray for capacity. You want to pray for capacity to handle big things in your life. Come and begin to pray. The topics that we'll be praying during the fasting in the first week, it is about your spiritual growth. Your spiritual endowment. There are certain things if God gives to you, you can't handle, you will die before your time. And I want you to take this prayer and fasting serious. Because God is ready to do something. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you are sick in any part of your body, I want you to put your hand there. Come in your If you are sick in any part of your body, I want you to put your hand there. In the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice who is sick. I come against every sickness in your body right now. Every sickness in your body be healed in the name of Jesus. Whatever form of infirmity. Whatever form of sickness. Whatever deficiency. Whatever chronic is in your body. Today as I pray, be healed in the name of Jesus. I pray that receive healing in the name of Jesus. In your health, receive healing. In your spiritual walk, receive healing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every sickness in your body. Every form of sickness, weakness. In the name of Jesus. Every arthritis. I command you to lose your hope. Every issue with your joints, I command you to lose your soul. In the name of Jesus. There is somebody here, you have become anemic. It goes up and down. I pray that your blood level is stabilized in the name of Jesus. Your hemoglobin level has taken its place in the name of Jesus. I pray for divine healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I call it that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I know Dr. West is here.